0: Welcome to Episode 3 of the A24 Podcast. Today we bring you a conversation between actress Toni Collette and actor and comedian John Early, best known for his role as Elliot on Search Party. Their relationship goes all the way back to 1998, when 10-year-old John rented clock watchers from his local Nashville blockbuster. Cut to September 15th, 2001. Four days after 9-11, John launched his Toni Collette fan site on Geocities, which he would run for the next two years. As soon as our upcoming movie Hereditary was picture locked, we arranged a screening for John and then floated the idea of doing a podcast with Tony. They had met once before on the set of a movie, but this would be John's chance to tell Tony and whoever listens to this episode about the origin of his obsession and what her work meant to him as a shy middle schooler in search of his true self. Here's John and Tony. We hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hello and welcome uh, that's so, a little close <laughs> <laughs> I love this buttery register um, so Tony hi what an honor to be hello, sitting with t- <laughs>
2: how are you Mr. Early good to see you
1: um, so good to see you yeah. uh, so H24 has brilliantly paired us for this podcast <laughs> um, for those of you wondering why
2: yeah let's tell them you tell yes, them Yes,
1: I'll, 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 so I'll start okay. um, I'll make this about me um, so I as it should be <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> I have a kind of very public history that, or a, a history that I've made public uh, with a, of a kind of like true obsession and like fandom for you. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it is it is such a stupid position to put myself in for this because it is like it is hilarious <laughs> as someone who's about to interview you to start with that information. However, it is why we're here. <laughs> And it does help kind of contextualize the rest of my questions. So,
2: okay, let me say one thing. Please. I became aware of this after. Let's just face it, we worked together. <laughs> you haven't freaking told anybody that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and you, you declined to tell me anything about this obsession. I know. Um, or that you had I some kind of fan scared. page. And the only thing you said to me, uh, the other actors, was like, John's a really big fan. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. You were totally at ease. I would never have known. Oh the only God. thing you said to me was... I called my. I named my cat Muriel, and I was like, "That's sweet."
1: <laughs> okay, so th- we did this movie called "Fun Mom Dinner Together," yeah, and and it basically it was like symbolically the role was like given to me. Like, the producer was like, "This is the scene with Tony," like she had heard, oh my God. and I was like, "Okay." here we go. And like, and my kind of plan was like, oh, we'll get, you know, I'll get comfortable. And then I'll like find a way to tell you, like, I literally had a website for you. And then <laughs> oh like, God. and I, and I, like, I've worked with like, not to brag. I've worked with like Sharon Stone, someone Hike, I've worked with people that like, I love, you know, and, but I'm, and I'm always really good at kind of breaking the ice and be like, love your work. You know, i w I'm so glad you think I was at ease because I literally was like, I don't also, I was like 28. I was like, get your shit together, John. Like, I was like, I felt like I was, like, rude.
2: You were rude? No, you were rude. You were warm in your normal self. Lovely. Okay, well,
1: I just was, like, I felt like I was doing that thing in middle school where it's, like, you want to impress someone so you're, like, kind of, like, cold.
2: Oh, I see. And no. I was, like...
1: You were just very
2: professional. You were warm. You were open. You did a fucking great job. And you made me laugh hysterically. You
1: angel. Oh, shut up. Well, you really... But I, hang
2: on. How did this even eventuate? What was it that made you even realize I existed on the planet?
1: Well, this is a great question. So I saw the movie Clockwatchers.
2: Oh, wow. That was my first American film. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. After Muriel's wedding, yes. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah that <clears> was that was it. Like, that was me. Like, I was like probably 10, 11 years old. Wow. And I used a to, baby. I know, yeah, I you watched
2: really... that? that? What made you want to watch that at that well, age? Well, it was,
1: you know, that was, of course, pre-Netflix. So this was like blockbuster in Nashville, Tennessee. And, is like, that where you're from? Yeah. Oh my God, Nashville. I'm doing a road
2: trip this summer and I'm spending some time there. I'm so excited I to talk to, to you like after this. I have to send you restaurants. Please, and like, please, please. Yes, I would love it's that. It's a great okay. city. Speak later.
1: So I, like, you know, at that age, like, I was like a little truly like solitary gay kid, like not knowing I was gay, but like it was like something's off. Um, I, um I like, you know, I would I spent so much time alone. I spent so much time watching movies and my mom would like drop me off at Blockbuster for like an hour and then go grocery shopping. Wow. And, and I just would,
2: peruse the shelves. Yes. And like memorize what I wanted films. to
1: get. Yeah. And I always went to of course as a gay kid, it's like I went to the Sundance Recommend section. Because I was like these are probably gonna be a little more like sensitive, a little more melancholy, a little liberal. Bit, a little bit more more liberal, exactly. <laughs> and I was always, like, haunted by the Clockwatcher's cover. Because I was like, I love Parker Posey. Me too. I, she was in
2: my dream last night, which is very weird to be talking about her now. That's true. What, what was the cover? I can't the recall The cover?
1: It. Well, it's so mismarketed. It's so disgusting. It's like it's like you guys in a photo booth, like, oh, cracking yes. up. Coming so it looks like just like, gal pal comedy. Got but it. it's, like, a deeply – it's like a very upsetting movie. It's, like, very, very sad and, like – very philosophical like very contemplative and I but I rented it because I like loved Romeo Michelle I loved Lisa Kudrow. I was like here we go and then I watched it at like age 10 the credits rolled and I like s- could not stop crying oh, like baby. I was like oh God and I truly <laughs> felt this like shift I felt this like you know we I'm all awake have awake now I really was like, a <laughs> Kate Chopin I was like <laughs> I really it was like it's like the moment that we all kind of have at some point, and it's not always this concentrated and like specific but like it we all have a at some point in our childhood where we kind of like have a moment where we're like oh okay life isn't fair like like like, like there's no guarantee there's no guarantee that you'll at the end of your life you'll still have your friendships your loved ones and you might never Mean you might never matter to anyone. You know, it's like wow, you've
2: quite evolved at that age. (laughs) Well,
1: I don't know if I could (laughs) articulate it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I could articulate it at that age, but like I felt that I was like something is like oh god. Right. So retrospectively, you can recognize it and yes, yes, and I and so much of it had to do with your character, obviously, because your character goes through that journey. Mm -hmm. She's like this wallflower, Iris, who's like a temp at this agent, a new temp at this office. And, she, and she's, like, mousy and sweet and, like, quiet. And she's kind of, like, shapeless in a way. And then these women – she becomes friends with Parker, Lisa, Alana Yubach at the other temps. And like Firecrackers! <laughs> true firecrackers. Yeah. I mean, such a good cast. By the way, Bob Balaban, Deborah Jo I could yes. go on. Yeah, yeah. But so, so – and then, like, by the end of the uh, – you guys come together and it's sweet and you kind of are starting to develop more of a brassier identity through these other women. And then – the, these like office thieveries kind of create this paranoia in the office and like you guys kind of turn on each other, each other yeah. and then it just like everyone's gone in the end except you it's like back, you're alone again but you're like a little more world weary a little bit tougher it, it's like very good it's very very good and there is a, and I'm gonna wrap this up and we're gonna talk, <laughs> okay, I promise there's a scene in the movie where you with Olan Jones who I recently worked with, wow. she's a psychic Yes. And she says to you, she's like, you tiptoe through life. Don't be afraid to make your mark. And so basically, I watched that movie. I became obsessed with you. I like, you Have know. You
2: got that statement tattooed on your body somewhere? I should. <laughs> I will. I'm assuming that's what you're getting to, that that was that was the point of the movie for you. <laughs> so. Did you feel like you were tiptoeing and you needed to I start needed to make email? my mark.
1: Absolutely. And like, and. So I then I went to Miro's wedding. Obviously, I did like the most basic Google search, or at that time Alta Vista or Yahoo or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and I like, and I of course found Muro's wedding. And then I went to Muro's wedding. And then it was over. I was like, which I think Muro's wedding is like the. It's one of the greatest. First of all, it's such a great movie, but it's one of the greatest film performances of all time. I went to acting school with like all these like straight guys who were like Al Pacino, Scarface, you know. And I was always like. No, sorry. Tony Collette in Muriel's
2: wedding. <laughs> That's very funny. Like, Where did you go to acting school? NYU. Okay.
1: Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I kind of had this like obsession with you in middle school. And then I got to... And I was so evangelical about you. I was like trying to always force my like 12-year-old peers to watch your no, movies.
2: No,
1: <laughs> And i would like, from the six... Well, se-
2: oh. children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, I know. They were like, we want to watch cartoons. And then I... Then I was like, at some point I was like, I don't, I need to find a way to like productively channel this energy. And I was like, I'm going to make a website.
2: So what age are we talking here?
1: I think I would have started the website at like 13. Far out. Yeah. And like, and I literally, it was my job. Like I literally like I would go to school during the week and then weekends, like 8am, just like, and like, I wasn't good. Like I, I wasn't, I'm not a coder. <laughs> like I'm not smart with computers, but I was <laughs> me like, either, trust me it's all for Tony, you know? And like. I named the website, and this is the most embarrassing. Oh Jesus! Part. Here we
2: go. What was it? <laughs> What's
1: well, so weird. on such a bad title. I named the website "Tony Collette Making Her Mark." Oh, <laughs> it's so sweet. So yeah. So then I had this website, and then like I would say, like a year or two into having it, I was like, "I'm gay," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" Like, Why? Why I, I have a Tony Collette website on the internet? Like. I wasn't out to anyone. It's like that's not the straightest thing one does. Oh, you know I see, I, mean? I see, I see. Like I had told so you many people up like, with yourself, I like and girls, and suddenly like, you were
2: like, "This is somewhat revealing." Yes, oh, yes. I see. Okay.
1: Exactly. Like there is. It's literally. I am like. What send, can I ask you? Please. It
2: seems to be quite a uh, um, kind of a general feeling that Muriel's wedding kind of has a massive gay following. Yes. and Kind of created a kind of uh, like iconic kind of vibe yes. um but can you explain exactly why
1: yes well I was gonna ask you about that about like that kind of like because I'm friends with a lot of funny women you know who like, like are you <laughs> thank you <laughs> me too and, uh, yeah <laughs> and uh and you know and they and they're often like you know given the title like gay icon or they do have like lots of gay followings and like sometimes I think they find it like Kind of like diminishing or oppressive, no, or like why the hell? Or, and, but most of the times, I think they find it like purely like beautiful, you know. But I just wanted, yeah, I wanted to know, like you, you felt that right at when Muriel's wedding was happening.
2: Well, After Muriel's, I mean, I remember <clears throat> first of all it came out. I must have been doing press or something in New York, and I kind of noticed. Well, a people were stopping me on the street, which was very strange because yeah. I mean I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney, and I friggin you know nothing no- nobody in my family had anything to do with the en- inter- entertainment industry yeah and uh yeah, so it, it it I had done one other film and and then all of a sudden I was being noticed on the street. and I did notice in being recognized that most of the them were guys yeah, yeah and um they were you know really gushing about yeah. it and there just seemed to be this re- kind of general response in the male gay community yes, yes. towards Muriel.
1: Yeah, I think it's I mean first of all I think it's like the colors for just like on a elementary it's kind of a garish level. Camp yeah, element, it's like that yeah. Sydney like kind of, and of that era too like I feel like there was such a like like early 90s independent film like Todd Solondz like and and like the stuff that was coming from Australia. Yeah. Like there was like such a love of like it was like well, Priscilla fun. Queen of the Desert, strictly yes. Ballroom, yes.
2: murals. That kind of all came through in a bit of a
1: in a rush. Rush, yeah. And I think there's something about like the way that some great filmmakers were kind of like Putting these like colors and characters that we normally associate with like trash, he used quotes when he said that, like these like kind of like these people like in the dregs and the margins of society, right. like putting them on like screen in like a beautiful way, like framing them beautifully them and, them value, and making them the, heroes. them the hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I think that's what it is. I think it's like that. W- it's always it's so like you feel like seen and validated by that by like making that person the hero and like she is despite her flaws despite her you know a tendency to lie you know she is so
2: generally kind of lovable yeah
1: Yeah. and like obviously so much of that is because of you like it's like it's such a it's such a funny performance too like I feel like people don't talk like you have such dramatic chops. Huh, but like you are such a skilled comedian.
2: <laughs> Coming from you that is a very nice compliment. Thank, thank you. you.
1: Thank you. Uh, but
2: I agree it is very it is very funny but it's also quite dark. And I suppose the character is in a way finding herself, right? Yeah, so there's totally. that kind of correlation. And
1: she really does arrive at a kind of like like poised by the end like she does start to kind of take responsibility for her actions and mm-hmm. she's like very tough with her dad the mm-hmm. great bill hunter mm-hmm. and like there, I don't know there is like some something about that journey like the way she like learns to kind of take herself seriously and like mm. it, it is like it's like I, I mean ultimately there's
2: too. a sense of acceptance I guess
1: totally right, totally so, mm. okay we are going to get to hereditary no probably. worries
2: sorry I jumped ahead
1: and not you know whatever I'm more looking at the H24 representative promising <laughs> her on the <laughs> other side of the glass <laughs> so um, okay so then you come to America like it's a it's an Australian sensation then it becomes like a sleeper hit here or like or was yes. it just like huge here like I don't know
2: I don't know either it's hard yeah. to tell from where I was sitting but um, Harvey Weinstein sent me on a very extensive press tour and I suppose it was um, somewhat successful because it did become a little bit of a hit and then I was nominated for a Golden Globe Award and once that all happened it kind of changed my life completely really it really did.
1: And you were like like I just can't like I'm I was so dumb when I was like 22, 23. you like, wasn't? Like well, You meant to be dumb then. You, you're absolutely, you're, <laughs> you're evolution, like for purposes of evolution, you're dumb. So you like take risks, et cetera. But what did you, like, what was that like to be, to suddenly have this like international attention at that age?
2: Um, it was both fun and petrifying. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I have a certain sense of wanderlust, and I'm up for adventure, yeah. and I'm open to life. But yeah. some of it was, uh, you know, it's weird to suddenly have to formulate ideas about things. People are asking you questions, and then it's going to be written or shown somewhere, oh and God. then suddenly yes. you're, you know, that's a statement you've made, and I just found that very confronting to have to suddenly know. Everything yeah, you know, this, yeah, you're, you're, when you're still growing and essentially kind of a baby, and up until that point, and I still actually work very instinctively, so it's hard to talk about what, what other people were calling a process. Right, I didn't call it right, a process. I, I was just having the time of my life. I
1: know. I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. I feel like for me, it's maybe more out of laziness, but um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to talk about like japanese story which oh. is one of my favorite performances of yours and oh. one of my favorite movies and like you know it's just it's unfortunately just kind of only had a big australian release was kind of barely seen here but it is available on amazon prime um, is it, you, really it, you can stream sense. it um but like <coughs> that so they're not going to give anything away but there's a huge twist that happens like midway through the movie where mm. like you have to react to something that is I probably everyone's greatest nightmare mm. and like and then you spend the rest of the movie just kind of very organic It's a very raw movie it's like just this kind of perfectly made container for you to just like go there emotionally yeah. and like I just wanted to like if I saw that in a script that scene and again it's just like nightmare I won't tell you what it is but just total nightmare if I saw that in a script I would quit the project like I like Why? I would be you so scared yeah yeah and like, so I guess it's like, what is your, do you get excited about that? Are you like, is it daunting to you? Like to kind it's of have daunting. to go to I such mean, an extreme it's place? It's weird because
2: I feel like I have to do it. I like, I am the one who has to make this completely truthful. Totally. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but there's this compulsion. There's this kind of, you know, there's that saying about, you hungry? My stomach, yeah, now, too. It's like
1: the ice, now. <laughs> there's there's a stomach. saying
2: that projects or films choose you or whatever. And it yeah. sounds really wanky, but I really feel that, that does happen totally to a certain extent.
1: Um I mean like okay, so like in that moment, which like I feel like leads us very organically to hereditary. Oh my God. (laughs) Um because hereditary has so much of that just like it's it's a really like to me the best word to describe is like hurling. Like you're like hurling yourself into these Do you say
2: hurling for like uh, vomiting in this country i realized
1: halfway through that (gasps) you probably associate that with vomiting (laughs) and whereas i don't i associate it with great acting (laughs) um but like there is a a sense that you're just throwing yourself into these like very very high stakes and it feels very like fearless like but it probably does not come without actual fears or insecurities i don't know but
2: Okay, here's what happened. I felt yeah. like I was doing too many heavy films. I think as I've gotten older, they've become – people say, how do you do it? How do you kind of walk away? Do you take the character home with you? And yeah. I'm always like, oh, that's utter bullshit. Who does that? That's such wankery. I know, I feel that way too, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I was doing these films that really got under my skin. And I yeah. found myself thinking about them like a year later. I was like, shit, how do I – I have to figure out a way of letting go of these things. Yeah. Because clearly they are – kind of affecting me in a way that I don't quite understand because I don't understand what I'm doing most of the time. Right. And I actually don't want to because I think it would ruin the outcome. But anyway, right. um, so I had said to my team, hey, guys and gals, I don't want to do any of these heavy emotional dramas anymore. I don't yeah. want to cry. When was I want to laugh. I want to go to work and I want to have fun. Yes. Um... And then that's when I ended up doing Fun, fun mom mom Dinner. dinner. Amazing, and then amazing. I was going after that. I don't know if you remember. I was desperately trying to lose weight because I had a nude scene in this French film. So I was going to Paris to shoot this film called with Madame. Harvey Kytel. That's right.
1: Yes. I can't wait to see that. No, but, I mean, not the nude scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah but well, that, that too.
2: I don't mind. <laughs> um, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> and so uh, I'm over there, you know, having a beautiful time. I kept yeah. pinching myself. Paris is obviously exquisite. And yeah. I was working with amazing people. And it was in no way heavy and, and still very satisfying. I, yes, I tried doing so other nice. films which were not um, heavy, but it just became like so dull that I wanted to smash my head up against the wall. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've got to find a happy medium here. Anyway, while I was shooting that, I got a message from one of my agents saying, I know you said you just wanted to do comedies and make yeah. the whole world laugh, but um, I really think you need to read this. And yeah. he kind of gave me a little spiel. I was like, okay, I'll read it. And as I was reading it, I was already sucked in and I called him and went, fuck you. How do I not do this <laughs> yeah, now? There's yeah. just no way I can't do it. Yeah. I have to do it. Um, and it is intense. And yeah. But you know what? I think actors fucking ache for a job where they get to really go for it. And Total, in hereditary, totally. I really, really did. Yeah. Um, but it's i mean Ari Aster i have to say i think he's a living genius i can't wait to watch all of his work is this his first movie out. it's his first feature and he he's wrote made some and really great it. shots wrote and directed amazing. it amazing so after reading it i met with him here in la we had lunch together he's so sweet and so yeah. kind And he clearly had a handle on what he was doing. But then when we got to Utah, I was so blown away. This guy was the most prepared director I've ever worked with. Amazing. But I mean, it's a huge movie. It's a miracle that it got made in that amount of time for the money that it it had. I know all films cry poor, but he he just knew every every shot every single shot yeah, every single amazing. nuance that he wanted and um at the same time was very collaborative but personally for me okay so i knew that it was intense mm-hmm. and this p- experience was like a process of resistance yeah. i literally just held it away from myself until they called action and then i went blah 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 whatever i did and then Which and then i distanced sense for the myself very away beautifully.
1: Like she's like, I feel like she seems to be kind of resisting, like the truth of what's going on, or she feels like something kind of bubbling up. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like before she knows it, she's like fully out of her control, like (laughs) in it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd never thought I'd never kind of drawn that similarity, Um, but yeah, I think she is. I mean, I think to a certain extent, we're all kind of blind to ourselves. I think we have to be; otherwise, you'll go insane. Absolutely. Um, But this, uh, she's been so kind of consumed by her mother's intentions her entire life and she doesn't quite understand this very unsettled feeling and I guess the story is an awakening in a way but it's not a positive awakening as you would imagine because once she starts to discover the reality of her existence it is uh it's hopeless it's hopeless there is no literally no hope which is why I think it's horrific
1: yeah totally exactly she doesn't well I don't want to give anything away
2: I know it's hard to talk about yeah. because there are certain things you can say which would reveal too much. And Well, then... I think
1: it is like it's our greatest fear to like, I mean, like we are all a product of our parents' flaws. You know, it's just like biology. It's like.
2: To a certain extent. and I think yeah. we have some, you know, we have some free will and control. Total. And agency and...
1: and like an ability to change through like reflection or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. But, but like,
2: this this particular woman is so under the thumb. She doesn't even realize that her life, her entire life from the beginning has yeah. been orchestrated like, by, ex- by yes, her mother.
1: yes. This movie's an example of like our worst nightmare of like what happens when you just like give in to those impulses or whatever these like preordained things about you you know mm. it's that's so scary i never even really thought that much about the psychology of the movie that's very interesting because it is a very kind of elemental like horror ride which is what's so great about it it's well, like what
2: i love about it is it felt to me when i first read it like the ice storm like this heavy kind yes. of family drama and there's a certain amount of grief and it's all about the family dynamics and how they change when they're all having their own responses to something very very sad yeah um and how you survive. As a family, how you survive on your own Mm -hmm. How you affect each other Um, And and you really Get to know these people in a way that you care about them. I think Ari is so smart to have done this, because once that care is established, the yeah. film goes, I'm going to take a turn mm, no. here. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, honestly, kind of like Clockwatchers. Like, you, like, fall in and love And Japanese with story. Spring- what the <laughs> hell? I know. There's, like, this, like, turn. <laughs> a theme-
2: and the Sixth Sense. Yes. What the hell? Yes. <laughs> Who, by
1: the way, I am friends with Haley Joel Osman.
2: Oh, you are? Please give him my love. How I is will. he? I will.
1: Well, he's great. He's, oh. like, killing it. Oh,
2: he was so amazing. He was so professional and yeah. so aware of what he was doing at such a young age it's I a shocking
1: performance and also your performance it's one of my favorite tony performances which i know is not a controversial thing to say because <laughs> people really remember you for that but like mm. it is like it is you were like 29 when you did that
2: no i was i turned 25 during the shoot actually i remember because there, there was a me. surprise party thrown for me in new york yeah i remember that Yeah. did you That's have one kids at that
1: point or one kid or i didn't
2: have any kids until i was 35 I had so many kids on screen before I had my own kids.
1: My mind is being blown. There's such a true, like maternity there, like in that in that role. Mm. It's like she's so she's so protective. And then you also feel the way the world kind of judges her and makes assumptions about her because of the way she dresses. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, her nails, her her big hair, her like—it's
2: so funny because all those things that you just mentioned, yeah. the the heads of departments of you know hair, and uh, they had a wig, blonde wig made. What? And the costumes were—I was trying on all these costumes, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go down to the local market in Philly and buy a few things that I think might be right. And they were doing a. Um uh, uh, a test on one of the maybe I don't know one of the other characters yeah. and I kind of came in and just you know to say hi to everyone I was like um, let's try that old wig on that they sent and so it yeah. was the wig I wear is actually we got I wore in Velvet Goldmine just done no. completely differently this is
1: too much information for you right <laughs> I have to go
2: and then I kind of explained I guess what my vision was which is how the character you know eventuated yeah. and how she looks in the movie but it was completely different to what had been imagined I she can't
1: was, imagine her looking any other way oh um, Oh, that's like good. Offended. Me either, obviously. <laughs>
2: <answer>. <laughs> but it's so funny that there was this other intention, and yeah. they really—it was very collaborative, and they really listened to me. I was yeah. only baby; I was twenty-four, oh, and yeah. I was like, "Well, oh, maybe we should try this." Yeah. Oh my
1: god, I love that you like. Did you have the Velvet Goldmine wig?
2: Well, the guy um, who was making the new wig had made all the ones for Velvet Goldmine, oh, okay, so I guess okay. he kind of sent some over just to play with. I, I can't quite remember the details, but yeah. it was, seemed to be hanging around. So I yeah. thought, let's pop that on
1: okay sorry these this next round of questions like what did you did you love working with Todd Haynes and if you say no
2: absolutely okay amazing and I'm a huge fan yeah man he's he's incredible you know but I think I was 24 then and uh I just I wanted it so badly I remember meeting him in a hotel room in London and and you know doing doing an audition and and just feeling petrified, there was something in me that just knew. It's that feeling of I have to do this. Yeah. If I don't if I don't do this, I will die. And yeah. I actually have to remember that now because yes. there are certain jobs that come on, and I'm like, well, oh, I can see how that could be good. But unless you have that
1: feeling of, oh, this is it, I, absolutely. you know,
2: I think one should really step aside and yes. let somebody else do it who does <laughs> have that feeling,
1: Yes, yeah, but that is part of like that's part of what's confusing about getting older is like the kind of, mellowing out like I'm experiencing that right now like in kind of my creative work and like my writing it's like I used to be so the the clarity used to be in my early 20s was it was like insane it was like I was like I have to do this I have to dare myself to do this and I'm Mm going to dare everyone to watch it you know like <laughs> i love you it. know and i felt so like I, and and that became my kind of marker for all the stuff that i was going to make quite fearless and like, Do you, and you think th-
2: as you get older you just kind of become more aware of what could go wrong and then the fear creeps in what <laughs> I, the hell
1: <laughs> i think there's some of that but i also think there's something kind of healthy too about like seeing it from all perspectives yeah, yeah. and like and and just and like to, i think so much of that drive too is about wanting to be seen it's like you're, you're like wanting the world you, to acknowledge this thing in you and like and you want you're like, I know I can do this. And like I and then you get to a point where you are seen like you have you made these movies and I've, you know, done some stuff, you know, it's like and then it like that's kind of satisfied. And then you're like a little calmer and you're like, what do I want to make now? You've kind of <laughs> lost your like typical guide post or whatever
2: well i suppose also when you do satisfy a certain urge or a need to express something then it's done and you have to keep growing so you have to kind of develop new ideas and needs and and uh, there needs to be a gestation period for that i suppose you know before it can erupt (laughs) (coughs) excuse me
1: (laughs) <laughs> so what do you want to do now? Like what like given that, it's like where are you now in that kind of like how are you like listening to the world and like like with with these projects? Like what do you what do you kind of crave for your next thing after like hereditary, which is a true plunge <laughs> into like darkness?
2: I really want to work with people that uh, I find inspiring. Yeah. You know, really Yeah. That yeah. really it comes to that because the outcome is not the point. It's the experience that you have. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the main credential really. Um, so I've kind of got a small list of people, but I'm I'm really open. I've, I've never had like a plan of, I should do this kind of movie, then that kind of movie. I really just, whatever comes in, I really feel like things are meant to be. And in a way, whatever's going on. You know, in in me somehow somehow oddly there'll always be something that kind of runs parallel to what's happening in a, you know a film that I'm offered or a character that yes. I'm playing or maybe I just seek that out so to make it real for myself I don't know. Oh, well, it's like but, you're um, just
1: you can't help but bring your current experience to something and mm-hmm. like and also the things being written because it's like coming out of the culture it's like coming out of like whatever's happening culturally mm-hmm. so there is all and like you're you are in that culture so it's like there is this feeling of energetic, like energetic magnetic yeah. kind of it's crazy mm.
2: yeah I, I like that it's kind of a mystery me too yeah um,
1: wait so who do you want to work with sorry
2: oh no that's embarrassing <laughs> I'll just I'll <laughs> write a letter tired, um, no. <laughs> but I re- I do I've started write, I used to write a lot when I was younger and I just yeah. had no time so whenever I find the time now that's a real priority for and me
1: writing music writing uh, scripts
2: I, uh, I've been writing some music not so much scripts yes and yeah. And uh, just different different ideas and I've been adapting some stuff and Amazing. starting to produce a little bit more. When my Can kids are them? older, I want to direct. I just don't, I, I'm yes. already kind of, um, it takes over when I'm working. So I imagine right. it'll be even more so when I when I do direct. But right. uh, it, I, yeah, I just want my kids to, I don't want to spend much more time with them Good before for you. I kind <laughs> Good of head up and do that. What about you? It sounds like you do a lot of different things. I'm like,
1: I'm trying to write a TV show. You are? Um, That's exciting. Yeah. It's we we've had some like major me and my best friend Kate Berlant. Mm-hmm. Is that um, who I met eat. in that
2: uh, restaurant that yes. time? Okay, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, st- Do you still other. do the show on Tuesday nights? I yes. Still haven't, okay, great. Second
1: Tuesday of every month.
2: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be there. I really would love to come.
1: No pressure whatsoever. Not feel forever. any pressure, but okay. I would like to come um well i'm pressuring you <laughs> so you should go no pressure <laughs> uh, but she and i are like we we wrote a pilot made a made a pilot effort, and for it's like the best thing we've ever made and we're so proud of Congratulations. it it's like it's very like it's very sweet and positive and like it's more kind of tender than anything we've made in the Aww. past and it's like we're just obsessed with it because it is i do think it's like the perfect thing for this moment culturally it's like i think people need like Sweet, thoughtful escapism. And like that's what it is. It's like, it's like wartime entertainment. It's like Rogers oh, and Hammerstein. It. You know, it's like it it's, give us a
2: break entertainment. Yes,
1: exactly. Right. But we've covered honestly most of it, but I do Oh wait, well, I okay, this is a very hard question. Oh. And you don't have to answer it, obviously. Okay. But Hit what's me. your favorite? Not nervous. Are you do you have a film you're like most proud of? Oh. I guess a better question or more specific question is is there a film that you feel like kind of hasn't gotten the credit it deserves? Uh
2: oh, look, do you know? I've, I I mean I'm so excited about Hereditary cuz yes. it's actually going to have an audience. I have made I so know. many films where the distribution it's just crazy. fumbles and the drops. The preview
1: is in every movie I see right now. The oh trailer. really? Oh yeah. that's good. Yeah. You know,
2: you, people need to be aware of the fucking thing. Otherwise, yeah. who's going to know to go and see it? So, right. in the past, you know, that that's happened several several times where yeah. you know, everyone gives obviously 100% and then and it's it honestly is a miracle that anything ever gets made let alone scene. There are so many elements that need to line up yeah. in filmmaking. Um, uh, hmm, I can't even remember all the jobs
1: i <laughs> Well, okay, I actually uh, talked to the Spreckers because oh, I wrote a paper both about- Both of them? Jill yeah, and Karen? Jill and Karen. How, like,
2: how are they? Where are they? What are they up to? They're in LA.
1: But I think they're like trying to work on TV pilots and stuff too, but- they, are you
2: friends with them? Or? So
1: I, I, I wrote a paper about Clockwatchers oh, okay. in, in college because they were like write about an artist who's like living that you can interview. And I wrote and Jill was a alum of NYU. So I like went to the alumni department, and talked to her. I mean, it's historic again. This is li- a lifetime. <laughs> you are of amazing. Collette, you know. <laughs> but like but yeah, so I I interviewed her then. And then like five years later, I was in L.A. and she was like, we should get lunch. And I was like. <laughs> And then we like recently again, like another five years later, I was like, I was like, we should like I was like, I just watched Clockwatchers again. It's like still perfect. It's like it's Aww. it's not my imagination. It's like so underrated. Oh wow. And like we had lunch and like I should watch it. It's so well here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to host a screening in LA. You are? Oh yeah. yes,
2: I know that you do that. Yes. Okay, okay.
1: And and so I really want to get Jill and Karen there. I want to get whoever's in the cast that's in LA yeah. there. But anyway, but she... We were talking about clockwatchers and it was so funny because in my memory, I was like, Well, it's a hit. Just because it was at Blockbuster. Because <laughs> it was so
2: big to you. Yeah, and it was huge <laughs> to me. And she was revelation. like
1: No. <laughs> she was like, Sweetie, no. She was like, We basically had to beg for distribution. Oh. She was telling me she was like, the studio was like, Can you please recut the ending so that they're all <gasps> friends in the end? Oh, and she Jesus. was like, We don't have footage of that. Like, oh. we don't have footage oh. of them being friends. We have footage of Alana Yubak pressing a staple oh, into, into her, her bloody finger. thumb you know it's mm. like to them it's just like kind of disappeared that movie and mm. they were obviously shocked that i like knew so much about it but but yeah it is just oh, such they loved a shame it, one the other. i hope they loved it um but yeah i had no is,
2: idea that happened i remember that was the first time i went to sundance i think yeah. it was 1997 because yeah. i was about to go and shoot velvet goldmine straight from there that's the only God. reason i remember that but um it, it was such a high being there the whole cast was there and it was I had no idea that, that that was the outcome for that film. Yeah,
1: it was. it's brutal. And, like, they told me that Lisa Kudrow, by the way, I don't know if you already know this, but she was, like, you know, wanting to do some indies in her, like, breaks from friends. Right. And she was, like, apparently the reason she did Clockwatchers is because she just generally told her agent. She was, like, I want to do something with Tony Collette.
2: Oh, my God, you're kidding me. <laughs> no. Aw. Do you know, oh, that makes me feel bad because before that, I turned down Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. For which role? Uh, for th- the one that more- Mira Sorvino played, I guess.
1: Wow. Yes. Yeah, so maybe oh, Lisa had pushed for that. The yeah, wow. In her. Thanks. That's so
2: funny. <laughs> wow.
1: I mean, also one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah,
2: you mentioned it earlier. I was going to say it and I was yeah. like, oh, that's
1: too... Don't break his heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, thank God we have Mira Sorvino's performance in that. I haven't She's, actually seen it. It's, okay, how old is your daughter? She's ten. Get her to the that movie. Really now? It's such a beautiful movie about female friendship. It's like the sweetest movie. I, I I highly recommend it. It's very like colorful and sweet and like okay. deeply funny. There's and... so
2: much to watch. I'll put it on a list. Yes, <laughs> a list. get around to it. But um, and Alan Cummings in that is in that oh, too. Oh my god! Yeah. are you friends with Alan Cummings? I am. We did. Oh. He was in Emma. Well, we did Emma when I was tw- I think I was 22. So I've known him for a long. I, I mean, I don't see him all the time, but yeah. you know, we get together. Every he's so once good. In a while. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty fantastic. That's.
1: I mean, truly, you've worked with so many incredible people. I agree. I'm yeah. so lucky. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Tony, here we go. So this is the... We're, we've arrived at
2: the end. What's happening? What's going to happen what's here? happening. Is I Are you going to fire questions? Present- <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I hate this <that> shit.
1: <laughs> well, I do want to fire two questions. Favorite LA restaurant? Jelena in Venice. Oh, I love Jelena. Love it. Favorite New York restaurant?
2: ABC Kitchen. How do you feel about that?
1: Love. I also ABC like Kitchen. ABC
2: Vegan as well. And the I Kachina. I
1: um, You have good taste in food.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: okay, so what I have here... I'm giving you a present. Holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> to end this podcast, I'm going to
2: tell people what it is. There is a red folder which yep. looks like there's a bunch of pap's clippings and musings gathered. Oh, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. What is that? Well,
1: it's you were almost right. Like it it is like it's full of it's like full of like one relic that's like very hastily made and it has like deteriorated over the years. Is it that like
2: the basis of your your fan club? <laughs> is it? No, is this is this? like
1: so. This is something I made. When I was like, hold on,
2: you're giving it to me, and you made it a long time ago, and you've had it this long. Are you I sure made it, you want it for it you me? because
1: I didn't. I li- and then I got too scared to send it.
2: Oh, you are so sweet.
1: It's like a testament to like my like deep reserves of control that I'm not like weeping on the floor. What star right
2: sign are you? You very Aquarius
1: controlled. slash Aquarius slash Capricorn. Oh, I'm Scorpio like slash Capricorn. Well, Capricorn rising. So then, is a Capricorn like the January side of, That's of right. what I am? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so. Okay, so this is a collage that I made for your birthday wow. when I was maybe 12 years old.
2: Oh, my God. And
1: I, I made, first of all, it's hideous. I do think I'm in talent. I do think I'm talented, but I visual art is not my strength. Okay. Okay. So That's I made judges, this. I, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I made this collage for you. It oh. really makes no sense. Like, oh, my God, I, can't, I really can't believe it. And, like, and so much of it has fallen apart over the years. Like I used, you did something. I can't people. believe you still have it. I know. Wow. So, like, I remember making this for you and then, like, asking my mom, like, find her manager's address or whatever. Oh. And she, like, found it online. And then we, like, we packaged it up. Oh, my god. And then goodness. I was like, don't send it. Like, there's just something so earnest and embarrassing about it. I was like, I can't. I can't. But it was just that age. You it know? was
2: meant to be this way. It was. Clearly. I, I clearly
1: had a feeling. You knew. I knew. You're psychic, dude. Yes. So, <laughs> this is my, uh, this is the collage. I want to just point out what I did. It's oh so
2: god, funny. I can so, kind of see a bit of it. Okay, Ready? Oh my god. There's a
1: picture of me god. on there. So it says happy oh, birthday, Tony. No,
2: John, <laughs> that is so sweet.
1: So it's a, it this is so cheesy. It goes, happy B Day, Tony. Thank you so much. You've had such a big impact on my life.
2: Oh, John, this is so amazing. (laughs) It is making me cry. Pass it over here. Look at this picture of you. You don't even look like yourself.
1: I actually I do have kind of an uncanny like I my childhood pictures do not look like me at all. all. That's very so bizarre. Yeah.
2: Oh, you're very cute though. Thank you. Look at you and your little bun down
1: plaid shirt. I know. And then I put on, and then like Wait, my your, name is in the bottom and I is wrote. Is your
2: address written in oh God, between I your hope name? To
1: God, not.
2: What does that say? It says Nashville, Tennessee. I oh, see I that think that's there.
1: probably just me being like, I'm from Nashville. And I think the funniest detail on it is that I literally wrote above my name, Pesto Pasta.
2: This is quite something. I mean, it's literally
1: so ratty. It's like a piece of cardboard there's that's There's a lot of kind of tissue, yeah, tissue paper. paper
2: and then everything's stuck on
1: yeah. it. And then there's like a piece of cloth, like a kind of purple die dye cloth that's creating oh, yeah. a frame. Oh, it is. like a
2: tie-dye. I'm cool. I'm just hanging out with the hippies. Kind yes. of vibe. Yes, I'm not going to yes. stalk you. Situation.
1: I was appealing to the part. Oh. One final detail and then we'll go. I was appealing to the part of you that the Spreckers told me about, which is hmm. they said she interviewed you, like that you guys had a meeting. Because they okay. only wanted you. Speaking oh. of lists that only you were on, she was like, she was like, We were we had this meeting and then she went and backpacked with Rachel Griffiths for like <laughs> three months before we shot the movie. And I oh was my like God,
2: is that when we went to Ireland? We did this I thing think. where we I got a map of Ireland yeah. and I drew a heart over it and then we followed that map, the line of a heart.
1: Oh, when my I like, God. I guess I was 20- 21 or
2: something. Yeah. 21, 22, yeah.
1: But you, so you and Rachel Griffiths, like, post-Murals wedding, yeah, we did. hiked the world. Yeah, we, Well,
2: we did a lot of – it was really good to have someone to go through all of that with. Like, yeah. She oh, really yeah. understood because we were both kind of being flung around the place. Right. Doing all the same kind of things. So, right. Yeah.
1: That's so nice.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was great. And it was fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tony, please enjoy your collage. I mean, it's literally like it's kind of inconvenient. It's like it's like falling apart.
2: I'm gonna take it, and I'm. You should gonna take it just for it. the
1: sheer like, just so I can now. Can like, I keep it in there in so peace. I don't ruin it? Yes.
2: Pass me that folder.
1: And this is, and then I wrote your name, Tony, on this. Put that in two. People need to know. Okay, this I'm gonna have to read it.
2: Do it. Oh my God! There's an actual there's note. A
1: note. Look! 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 Tony, Collette.
2: Wow.
1: Dear Tony, I just wanted. To, oh
2: my God!
1: I just wanted to say thank you and happy birthday.
2: Oh, thank you. Your
1: work has totally changed my life oh wow. my god clock watchers and mural. oh my god this is so devastating clock watchers and murals wedding gave me this awareness in my life
2: Aww. I
1: can't explain it but it just happened to me it's like oh my god it's like I do things that I, will make me happy knowing that I have a limited amount of time here on earth
2: there you go <laughs> far out
1: I, yeah it's very groovy I'm so happy and confident now
2: yeah right Wow. well I'm sure you were
1: I, I was trying to be I'm in 7th grade this is hilarious. I just do what I want, and I don't care what others think. Yeah, right. Bold, uh, brave. I know. I know. Little dude. It drives. It drives me crazy that I can't put the feeling into words exactly how I want it to sound. But all I really want you to know is that you have truly touched me. Fucking. Not hell. like that.
2: Oh my god. Uh,
1: <laughs> I love to perform just like you. This is amazing. And I was upset that I never got to see the wild party.
2: Oh, did you never see it? No. Oh, it was in Nashville. Yeah, I guess that's an Keep expensive working hard. ticket.
1: This is shocking. Keep working hard and happy 28th.
2: I was 28. Sat in return.
1: And also that would have been such a cool, sweet thing from a kid as as a 28-year-old. Yeah, well, I should have sent, sent it, it, but I also. But now, now you get it now.
2: This is amazing at any age to receive. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, you kind of make films in a bit of a vacuum. You, you know, yeah. you have an experience with everyone on set, and then yeah. it's you don't really follow the life of it, or you kind of hope that it speaks to someone. But to be sitting here with you now, years later, and knowing yeah. how it affected your life in a somewhat positive way and deep way it, deep it really way, did it
1: really really did that
2: makes me feel pretty good okay
1: anyway please take the oh. um collage i, again, I to Early, reiterate this, I, it's the, falling the, apart i have
2: a feeling that this meeting today and this conversation is long overdue
1: <laughs> it really is
2: you are beautiful oh thank my god you're so you beautiful much.
1: too tony this is a true dream come true <laughs> thank you h24 for putting this together oh, and wild. everyone see hereditary or burn in hell <laughs> I mean, do
2: what you must. Yeah, go see it. Thank you, Tony. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Early.
0: Thank you, John, for that endorsement. Hereditary comes out June 8th. We encourage you to follow his instructions. Look out for episode four next month. And as always, send thoughts and feedback to podcast at A24films.com. The A24 podcast is produced by us, A24. Special thanks to Doug and Aaron at Robot Repair, who composed our theme.